to the Dance School Startup Mini Podcast, bringing you bite-sized advice each week to help you at the start of your dance school's journey. My name's Laura Gillam, and I've been a dance teacher for over 20 years and a school owner for over 14 years. I'm so excited to support you on your journey, and I look forward to getting to know you more in the Dance School Startup Facebook group. Good morning everyone, happy Friday. I hope you are all well and have had a great week and seen some progress in your business. I've seen some great stuff in the group this week, it's been lovely to see. Um, So thank you so much for getting involved and sharing, sharing your wins, sharing questions, anything like that. It's just lovely to see and I really appreciate you getting involved. Now this week I want to talk to you about navigating the whole transition of your role from being a dance teacher to becoming a business owner uh, and a principal of a dance school. I think it's fair to say a lot of us don't start off with a degree in business and we're mainly learning a lot as we go along. I think a lot of us just start with a feeling of really wanting to create something special, being really passionate about creating an environment for people that perhaps you experienced when you were younger and, and you want to recreate that for someone else. And then effectively, we just take the plunge and see what happens. And while we spend hours planning what classes we're going to be offering, the locations, the logistics, we take very little time actually to consider that our role, our position, it is suddenly it's going to become very different to the one that we're used to. Our responsibilities are suddenly dramatically increased and people are looking to us for all sorts of answers because we're now the ones that are making all those decisions. Now how you feel about this obviously massively depends on your personality. So you may seem like this is going to be a massive challenge for you and equally you might think well that's going to be a walk in the park. But either way I really encourage you to make sure that when you're planning out your school blueprint you also take some time to plan out your personal journey too. When you teach for someone else it's a lot easier to leave your work at the studio, you you don't have the admin to do, the advertising, the accounts, the marketing, customer service. I mean, of course, the list goes on and on. And I'm not trying to overwhelm you in any way. I'm just trying to just help you prepare mentally because you've given yourself effectively a new promotion um, and it's exciting. But obviously, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that. And when you first start out, things will, of course, be slower. And then as you grow, things will increase. And they increase at a steady rate, so you kind of get used to it as you go. But I do think it's useful to set yourself some boundaries now so that you don't get into bad habits. I I freely admit, to be honest, that I've not looked after myself that well over the years. My role has, on many occasions, been quite literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But looking back, if I'd set some boundaries for myself earlier on... I just really think that I would have been much stronger for it. Consider things like working hours you're prepared to commit to. Just make it very clear to your clients what they are and how you are happy to be contacted or which ways you would prefer to communicate. Parents have a habit of forgetting that you're a real person sometimes. (laughs) I've had phone calls at midnight, texts at 3am, I've had it all. If I had better boundaries at the start, and I'd made those boundaries clear, I could have avoided a lot of what I considered unacceptable contact that I received so regularly during the early years. 
And if it happens too regularly, in my personal experience and talking to friends of mine or people that I've mentored in the same situation, you know, you just find yourself getting angry and negative with people. And of course, that's just damaging. It's damaging for you and it's damaging for your business. And of course, now that you're in control, you are able to make these decisions early on in the game. So make them and stick to them. And of course, sometimes things do come up and you're not going to be able to stick to them 24-7. But if you've got a rough guideline, you won't go over them and you actually make sure you've got a much better work-life balance. And so will everyone else. Everyone will adhere to your rules if you make them. But if you don't make them, it's going to be a free-for-all and I think you'll regret it because I certainly have. So that's just something that I wanted to throw out there because it's definitely something worth considering. And another thing that's worth considering is where you work on your business. If you've got a laptop, it is so tempting to just have it on anywhere in your house. So while you should be relaxing or cleaning the house or with your children or walking the dog, it's just so tempting to just answer that email or just quickly send that invoice. I really recommend that if you don't have an actual office space, maybe try and find a set place in your home that you can work. A place that every time you need to work, you go to, and then when it's time to stop, you step away from. Because with modern technology, it's so hard, we know, to get away from anything nowadays. So consider turning off your notifications and have set times that you check emails, check messenger, anything like that. You're not gonna lose a client if you don't reply within six minutes. I have got stuck in the rat race of constantly checking all platforms that parents or students can contact me on. It is so stressful and so unnecessary. Twice a day is enough. And I know that deep down and it's something that I myself need to stick to. I've been in a cycle of just checking every hour. It's so draining and it's so unhealthy. So again, try to put some boundaries in place now so that you don't fall into that trap. My next tip is something I've yet to do in 14 years, but I still promise myself I will. Have a separate phone or phone line for the business. One that's office hours only. The people that I know who do this are happy people. (laughs) I have a good relationship now with my do not disturb function on my phone, but I could definitely make some improvements. I know that over the years I have been a bit of a workaholic and it's a trap that's easy to fall into for any business owner. But when I had my son four years ago, I, I knew that things had to change. And looking back, I do wish I had implemented some of these things sooner. But I've been told, and I'm sure that one day I'll find out, that having a separate phone line is a game changer. So definitely one to consider. My final tip this week is keep relationships simple. I really recommend keeping a distance between you and your clients. And I I don't mean be distant because my door is always open. I pride myself on being approachable to my students and their parents. We have a great time together when we're at the studio. But there has to be a professional gap, if you like, between you and your clients to avoid things getting complicated. If you become too pally with your clients, you can find yourself in some awkward situations. I've seen it happen so many times. 
People think that they can get away with things you might not be happy with. People think they can ask things of you that they wouldn't normally ask if you had a simple professional relationship with them. To keep everyone singing from the same hymn sheet, you have to treat everyone the same. And it can't be one rule for one and one rule for another because people pick up on it. And word of mouth is capable of being really positive, but it's also capable of being unbelievably negative. The more simple and professional you keep your relationships, I do promise that the less drama you will see in your studio. I think when you're at the start of your business as well, it, this is one of those things that it's it's a trap that's easy to fall into because you're so eager to please everybody and you're so desperate to make it work. You'll almost do anything. I know I felt like that at the start. You know, if someone said to me, oh, I can't make that time. Suddenly I was thinking, oh, shall I change my timetable for this one person? You know, 14 years later, I'm thinking that is crazy. Of course I wouldn't do that. But when you're in that moment at the beginning, you're so keen to please that you will make these silly mistakes sometimes and I think one of the big mistakes is or what I see a lot is that people become too pally with the clients and then the relationship shifts and it's very difficult to bring that back and don't be afraid of that distance because ultimately I think in the long run it will create a lot more trust Um, between you and your students and their parents and also a lot more respect if you're too friendly with people the respect it, it just changes it alters but if you've got that slight distance between you and them professional distance then the respect is there the trust is there and going forward if you've ever got problems they're much easier to sit down and talk about when you have a simple professional relationship. Perhaps this week, regardless of what stage you are at in your school, while we're still planning our own personal roadmaps, either back to the studio or opening your school for the first time, you could also spend some time creating some boundaries and considering what steps you want to put into place to make sure you're able to cope with the extra responsibilities and demands going forward that come with being a successful business owner, which guys, that's exactly what you're going to be. Your future self will thank you. And while your school is growing, keep things simple and allow yourself the space to grow with the school. Have a great weekend, guys. And as always, I look forward to seeing you in the group.